Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday. Max, hold on. Don't say a word. I gotta reshare the video or share the screen with audio. Hold on one second. It's not letting me. Let's see here. Group call with audio. There we go. Max, what's going on? Oh, hi. How's it going? Happy Friday. Um, it's been a week. It has been a week for us, that's for sure. Um, so many games to talk about today. So how are we gonna fill <laughs> like how, how are we gonna find time to talk about Eric Bieniemy and the Chiefs? I, I don't know. We're just flush with games to bet on today. So um, yeah, I, I guess we should keep the show tight. No banter at all. Um, <laughs> I'm, in fact, I'm going to stop talking right now because we we don't have to fill in time because there's so many games to bet on. That's right. With Mr. Sex Panther, what's going on? I detect an element of sarcasm, but I did rather enjoy the arch saying, Max, don't talk. Just shut up while I get this figured out. That was <laughs> that was awesome. I know we're going to talk about the cheese. We're going to talk about the enemy. But before we get there, I did find out somebody does not listen to the show. Some family and organization does not listen to this show, doesn't listen to your advice, Arch. And that is one Mr. Matt Stafford, Kelly Stafford and the Rams. They did not take your advice and turn, run, walk away. They decided to pay for all the medical bills for this person that fell off the stage. So nobody listens to you, Arch. Yep, yep. That's because he got caught on camera walking away from her like that. <laughs> oh, he got a, he got abused for that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He took a little too much abuse. Well, good, good. For, I hope, I hope, I really hope the lady's okay. I hope nothing bad, you know, comes of this. No, no, like permanent, lasting damage. It's, it seemed like she was more concerned about her cameras. Uh, than she was her spine that's what it seemed yeah. like my spine's broke but i also lost two cameras <laughs> well wait, wait, like, i mean when you're a photographer a professional photographer and your cameras break i mean how are you gonna make how are you gonna make a living right those cameras I mean, are more I, expensive I, than a spine that's you fine know. apparently so yeah. yeah um yeah so yeah the staffords don't listen to the show which which is fine uh neither do the dozens of rams fans that showed up to that parade <laughs> and, and, and and witnessed the uh the fall so I mean, at least, I mean, yeah, I get I get that it was caught on camera, but there wasn't a lot of eyewitnesses, at least. Uh, there wasn't a lot you know, of people to see it. A, a, packed crowd, a Bengals crowd probably would have caught her. Just saying. Yeah, she just would have fell on top of people. It would have been right. yeah, right. elbow to elbow. <laughs> it would have been a crowd surfing at yeah, that fucking right. point. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so blame that. Uh, there you go. Blame the Rams fans for not showing up. Uh, 
it's I'm, I'm surprised there weren't Bengals fans still in, in in Los Angeles. I mean, apparently they showed up in droves for the fucking Super Bowl anyway. So, um, what else? We uh, let's talk about Eric Bieniemy though. You cl- I, I, you clued I, me I, into I, a story. Really, yeah, yeah, you clued me into a story, and uh, the story has this comes from uh, Save Our Chiefs Defense, the uh, at one underscore Chiefs Kingdom on Twitter. They have since taken the story down. We still have a copy of it, you know, the archive. Um, the reason they took it down, we have unpublished the story, moving it to the draft phase. This is not a concession by any stretch, but due to a phone conversation we had with a longtime friend, the summation of that conversation was simple. While a lot of the, while a lot of the truth was daylight, people would like to work through the issues. So there's that. I don't know what you make okay. of that. Yep. Um, so, so the story itself is is about the fact that uh, Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes have beef with each other, and that Bieniemy almost feels um, that that uh, Mahomes' bad play in the Super Bowl last year cost him a job. Yes. Um, and and that he's been spiteful and been calling like yeah, and and Mahomes' down year could be a, a result of you know Bieniemy being slow to call plays or calling the wrong plays, not setting up Mahomes for success, giving him bad advice and so forth. Now, that's a lot of shit going out there. So what you found though was great. You found audio of of someone. Um, do, do, who, who was it? Yeah, it's um, uh, it's uh, Benjamin Albright, the host, okay. reporter, and analyst of the Broncos flagship, Broncos Insider. Yeah, so I mean, he, he if you listen, to the, are you gonna play the audio? Because if you listen to this audio, I th- I think that um, it clears up the story, right? Like, I think it it basically says like, yeah, some of it's bullshit, but. A good chunk of it is reality. Yes. I'll play the video. What I'm going to have to do is kick you guys out for just a second, play the video, bring you back in. So I will bring you back in in a second. All right. All right. So now it's just us, DGENs. Those knuckleheads are gone. So it's just us. I'm bringing up the audio right now. It's two minutes, so bear with it, but I think it is worth listening to. An article about 70% lines up with what I've what I've heard. About 25% of it, uh, I, you know, st- stuff that I'm intimately familiar with or I could verify, and then about 5% of it was false. The, the, the accusations levied against Bianami, I mean, that, those are the things that people have said. And, and anybody who's ever worked with Eric Bianami knows he's tough to work with. And, you know, Andy calls the plays. Now, Andy turns it over to Eric. He turned it over to Eric at the beginning of the year for large, substantial portions. It was part of the reason the Chiefs offense wasn't, wasn't doing that well. The crux of it is, is things that line up with things that I've been directly told by people that work in Kansas City, play in Kansas City. And I can tell you during that it was a championship game, an offensive lineman stood up and addressed the team and, and specifically pointed the fingers at that specific member of the coaching staff for some, some, some issues that he was having and relaying plays in on time. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes had, had shouted an expletive at him, like, call the play or I'm going to bleep and call the play. And there was a problem we saw with Eric enemy when he was here at Colorado. You know, we, we would see the offense get uh, delay of game penalties on first down, not wanting certain certain running backs those, those are all things that are um, you know uh, common with Eric Bieniemy. when Bieniemy was with the Vikings he told them they didn't need Adrian Peterson now they drafted him anyway and Bieniemy got credit for developing him the persona and the, the media backlash uh, on Eric Bieniemy not getting hired for head coaching jobs is, is because he's, a, a lot of this stuff is media creation I'm not Tyreek Hill got on Twitter they didn't go to bat for him saw that um, but there 
are there are players that don't, and he has a schism with his quarterback, and he is a tough person. He's an old school throwback coach, and he's he's very uh, um, he can be obnoxious. I, I try to tell people it's not a it's not a race thing. You know, Ryan Poles is an African American. He was hired to be the general manager of the Chicago Bears. He didn't even interview Eric Bieniemy. They worked together in Kansas City for years. Didn't even interview Eric Bieniemy. So that's someone on the inside telling you, hey, look, I don't believe that this guy has what it takes. In the end, you know, Eric Bieniemy gets credit for things that other people have done, and I think the best solution for everybody is for Eric Bieniemy to go somewhere else and be an OC for a year. You know, overall, a lot of the things specifically mentioned in there and a couple of specific anecdotes um, I know to be true from chats with people that were either in the room or making those quotes. And, and that's, a th- that's the other part of this, is that Kansas City's been happy to see him move on. They've been giving him only one-year contracts, like waiting for him to move on. All right, so that's the audio, which corroborates a lot of what was said, and I will bring the boys back in here, and we will get their feedback. Max, pretty damning stuff in that, that, that uh, segment. Absolutely, and it, it seems to, to validate that there is uh, a riff rift rift a rift between uh Bien-Ami and and mahomes and um that uh, maybe Bien-Ami is not thinking in the best interest of the chiefs or thinking in the best interest of mahomes is she's trying to get this this job this head coaching job and i mean for a while we've just been saying he's probably just not suited to be a head coach and i think one of the elements of that audio that really struck a chord with me was the general manager of the bears mm-hmm. um the fact that he worked with Bienemy is an African American and did not even bring Bienemy in for a fucking interview. Yeah. So that I think is the most damning element of that whole audio there is if you want to say that race is a factor in it, I'm not denying that race is probably a factor in a lot of these uh, hiring and, and issues. But the fact is the general manager is an African American, worked with this guy and said, nope, nothing to do with him. Don't want him. Don't don't even want to fucking interview him. That right there is the telling statement. You know, there's I've got so many thoughts on this whole subject. The first is, you know, there where there's smoke, there's fire. This isn't new. I don't believe this is new. I think there's probably been a riff for a while, but as is true for all sports, winning cures all ails, right? If, if they would have beaten the Bengals, if they would have went to the Super Bowl, if they would have won the Super Bowl, I don't think we're hearing a lot about this. They would have swept it under the rug. They would have figured it out. And, you know, no harm, no foul. Uh, the other thing that I'm thinking also is, you know, Patrick Mahomes is what, just wrapped up his fourth year in the league. He's a much brighter kid. He's not a kid anymore. He's, he's a veteran at this point. He probably knows, reads defense, knows what he wants in the plays. And, and things like that. Um, so the, the lack of communication there um, is is kind of one of the things that I'm looking at. But the, the last thing is, okay, so I don't know if you guys know this. I read this last week. The enemy really is – he doesn't have a job. They didn't extend him. He's a man without a job right now because they don't have his contract expired at the end of the season and they didn't sign the extension. So they got to clean up this mess before the enemy stays with the chiefs. And it might be his only option because all those other coaching vacancies are pretty much gone at this point. How many offensive coordinators coming off a Super Bowl win don't get their contract extended much longer than one season? 
I, you know, and, and, and the whole justification is like, well, we're going season by season just to give him the opportunity to, you know, be a head coach. But I think that's bullshit. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. extend the guy for as many years as you want. And if, if he gets a head coaching job, then you're off the hook of the contract. A coach's contract doesn't ever stop a team from hiring a coach. It's not that much money to an NFL team. They'll buy out a contract. Yeah, they can buy them out. They're not. It's not. I don't think they're guaranteed, are they? Are the co- coaching contracts guaranteed? Well, I mean, even if you have a contract, usually you're. You mean what they'll do is they'll buy There's you a buyout out. Clause yeah, or something. yeah, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then the team that hired BNME would buy out the remainder of his contract, and they don't care about that. That that's a drop in the bucket. They're not concerned about that. But, you know, to Max's point and to, and to my point, the fact that they were doing year to year with as, as successful as this Chiefs offense has been kind of tells you this isn't new. This isn't fresh. This has kind of been something that's been looming for a while. And now because they're not, they didn't win or not winning or have struggled this year, it's kind of brought it to a head. Yeah. It, it, it could be. And it's just little pieces, little uh, nuggets from this article are amazing. During the AFC championship game with the Bengals, the following exchange took place after BNME called a play. Reed chimed in and said, no, run this. BNME said on the headset, what the fuck? The quarterback coach, Mike Kafka, said, we're blowing this game. And Mahomes says, call the fucking play or I will. <laughs> this is going on on the field. Uh, on the field during the fucking AFC championship game. Yeah. Not 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 some bullshit regular season or a preseason bullshit fucking game. This is the goddamn most and, and you got that fighting happening at that part of the season. Frankly speaking, like Eric Bieniemy should have shut his fucking mouth. Like like if, if Andy Reid is he's the head coach, and I know he quote unquote gave you play calling but what the fuck have you done? You're a goddamn running backs coach, and you couldn't even run the fucking ball. You couldn't tell the team to run the goddamn ball. You didn't want to draft Adrian Peterson for the fucking Vikings. Some running backs coach you were. God damn. Oh, you you know he's credited with with giving Adrian Peterson his his career for coaching him and uh, bullshit. Yeah, he almost prevented him from having a good career. Um I, I listen, I, Andy Reid should have the ability as the head coach to say, "No, this is the play we need to call." Right. I think Andy Reid does have that ability. I I think at this point, Mahomes has earned the right to to more than just make suggestions, make make calls himself. Do we we knock Mahomes any further down than the the Bradys and the Rodgers and the Mannings, the the goats that have called their own plays? I, 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 from watching the Chiefs and watching Mahomes, I think he's he's a bright kid. I think he gets it. He knows how to incorporate the run, and he's probably not going to call some Travis Kelsey throw on third and one <laughs> when you should be running the fucking ball. <laughs> well, let's look at this even broader. Um, one of the most uh, iconic moments that came out of the Chiefs Super Bowl win was Mahomes telling Bienemy and Reed, "Do we have time to run Wasp?" That was the play that that probably turned the game. If Bienemy is desperately trying to make himself a head coach and nobody wants to hire him and he's kind of upset about Mahomes and maybe that Mahomes is hamstringing him a little bit from becoming a head coach, which some of this article kind of makes it seem like it is that it's everyone's crediting Mahomes and no one's crediting Bienemy. The most iconic moment came out of the Super Bowl of Mahomes saying, let's run this play. That's got to right. that's got to sting. No, it's got to. And so 
the other the other thing that came out of this article, and I totally agree, is I think Bienemy needs to just walk away from the Chiefs, get an offensive coordinator job somewhere else, and prove that he can do it without Mahomes. Like go, how about this? Uh, go go to the Bears. Oh wait, they don't want to hire you. Sorry, um, but you know, do something with Justin Fields. Do something with go go you know go, go to Carolina. Do something with Sam Darnold. How about that? How about do do this with a guy that a lot of people thought had high potential, right? Uh, you know, the, the Chiefs traded up for Patrick Mahomes, and you apparently worked fucking miracles with Patrick Mahomes. So how about you go somewhere else and work miracles with someone else for a fucking season, and then you'll get your goddamn job. How about that? Well, he's almost suffering from the Brian Flores thing, where obviously he's got a great mind. He's a he's a brilliant mind, brilliant coach, um, but uh, not playing well with others right now. And that that'll damn you from a job. Yeah. If you can't work with your players, you can't work with the other coaches. Um, then yeah, you're you're going to get blackballed, and uh, not just a head coaching position, but a coordinator position as well yeah max it's time for a commercial i think we can talk a little bit more about this if we need to okay uh i do actually want to talk about not not the enemy but i want to talk a little bit about your boy patrick mahomes <laughs> after the break <laughs> can't catch a break this kid poor fucking guy uh let's talk about dgen gear how about that we can talk about dgen gear uh plethora what is a plethora it's a lot We've got a lot of different shirts, a lot of different designs over at the DGen store, and you can catch one of those designs and wear them on your body anywhere, right? You can wear them on your feet. We got socks. Wear them on your head. We got hats. I don't even want to tell you about the other things that you can wear, but just trust me. Use your imagination. You can get that Zeke physique anywhere on your body, including probably your body if you listen to the show. Go to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, click on the DGen shop icon, buy our gear, keep the lights on around here, and go full DGen. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, one more point about the enemy, then we can move on, because this, dovet- this dovetails with what we've talked about on the show specifically. 
that, uh, you know, his unwillingness to take feedback from players came up with Houston and New Orleans, and obviously they passed on him. Broncos GM asked Biennemi point blank in his interview about a situation he saw while in Kansas City earlier this season. The answer from Biennemi eliminated him from job contention. It's what we talked about all season about yeah, Biennemi. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think you know, there, there's, there's a lot of questions about uh, his ability to plan for the future, I think. Um, I, I, if, if you look at someone like Andy Reid, um, why is he a head coach? He, he at least can outline a vision. Now, whether that vision is uh, you know, realistic or not, like you go into an interview and you can outline a future of what this team looks like in the next couple of years. When, when he went into Kansas City, he knew the personnel that they had. Right. And he's like, listen, you know, this is going to get us this far. And as we're doing this, we're going to try to do this. And the vision worked. They won a Super Bowl. I, I can't imagine Eric Bieniemy's going into these meetings and, and uh, w- what his fucking vision would be. You know, I just, it, it seems like he's a very, um, uh, you know, in, in game by game type of person. I'll say that. Right. I think I, I don't know if he's got a long term, a long term idea of what success looks like. I think he, he's a good, you know, prepare for a single game type coach. And then in the game, when things don't go as planned, meh, not so great. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> not so great. Yeah. All right. You, know, this, this, you could. Good. No, I was going to say this kind of supports something I had said about Patrick Mahomes, you know, kind of all season. He didn't look like his head was straight, um, maybe a little confused. I blamed it on home life, which there might be something there with Brittany and brother and whatever. But now you come <laughs> back, um, compound that with Eric Bieniemy. You know, you, you guys know when you're under a lot of mental stress and things aren't cohesive, that can really cause you to um, make bad decisions or, you know, in his situation as a, a professional athlete, not play well. So they do need to clean this mess up for Patrick Mahomes. Cause I still think he's one of, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. There you go. All right, Max, did you want to touch on something else? Just real quick. Uh, there is video circulating about Patrick Mahomes and his woman, uh, but was that a basketball game? Basketball right? game, Texas, Texas Tech, Tech, Texas Tech, Tech, Texas Tech basketball game. He does not look happy. He does not look happy with life. He does not look happy with anything. And his woman gave him the the looks of all looks after he he said something apparently, uh, the, um, uh, which I can only assume was like, "Bitch, leave me the fuck alone." <laughs> oh, and she made that face. She made that face. You know, I'd I'd love to say at this point she needs to know her role and he needs to get his bitch in check, but um, they went and had a baby, so she's kind of got him by the balls now. Yeah, well, you can speak. Maybe you need to call Pat and tell him the life he can look forward to, Panther. Uh, 18 years of fuckery. (laughs) A lip reader, somebody who thinks they can read lips, says, uh, Brittany says, what? Mahomes says, we'll talk about it after. Brittany says, okay. Patrick told me no resting bitch face followed by weird happy face thing she did. Okay. She needs she needs to understand you're out in public, you are always on camera. Like that little rolling eye thing and whatever she the faces oh, she, she was making, like she knows. They they need to have a conversation. <laughs> she knows. She knows. She knows she's on camera. All right, NHL. That's all we got. NHL. That is it. Uh we can talk all four games. I'm only betting two of them. Uh Panther, are you betting all four? Bet them all. Okay. Well, I'll start off Florida at Minnesota. Uh, I see this one. Florida minus 120. Minnesota plus 100. 
Florida minus 120, Minnesota plus 115. Ooh, wow, look at that. Uh, Florida, coming off a really impressive win over Carolina on Wednesday, was made even better because it was a road game, and they've, they've struggled a bit on the road this season. Wild uh, looking to bounce back after that loss to Winnipeg on Wednesday. Um, these are two of the top teams in the league, and this sh- I think this should be a great game. Florida is just an absolute scoring machine. They have the best expected goals for – they just create shots from anywhere on the ice. The scoring has not traveled with them, though. So on the season, they, they they produce less offense than when they're at home. So they need to hope that Bravosky has a stellar night and goal tonight. Uh, Wild, of course, we know one of the more talented, possibly the most talented group of defensemen out there. I think they'll definitely put pressure on Florida to score. Um, I Listen, the Panthers are a damn good team. I think they right the ship with their road woes in the second half of the season. Uh, I think this could be a big win for them to prove that, and I think they get it done today. So a $10 bet on the Panthers. Oh, don't you just – it just makes you feel good inside when you say you're betting on the Panthers. There's something right about betting on somebody named the Panthers. And I'm in agreement here. You know, Florida got that big win. Uh, they had been a little subpar on the road. But going against a Minnesota team who's really good at home, I'll tell you, the NHL, it's a light slate, but they got some pretty good games out here uh, for the – first week or first day of the week with no NBAs. The games and with Max, I like the Panthers. So 10 bucks. Yeah, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue that the Panthers aren't going to win here. Uh, you know, looking at these games, I think you guys at only minus 120 have the most likely team to win today. <laughs> On Florida. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in. <laughs> Max, what else you got? Uh, next, no <laughs> next one of Dallas Stars at Chicago Blackhawks. I saw this Dallas minus 140, Chicago plus 120. Dallas minus 150, Chicago plus 135. Well, fuck me. Uh, listen, I was touting the solid play by Mark Andre Fleury as of late, and guess what? He didn't even play yesterday. <laughs> that led to Columbus scoring seven goals on the Blackhawks yesterday. Six of them were on Soder Blom, and one was an empty netter at the end. Uh, Flurry should be available tonight against Dallas, but not sure if it's going to help them get a win. Uh, Dallas is not a very good road team, but they're coming off of an impressive road win over the Avalanche on Tuesday. Um, seven and three over their last 10 games. Their offense has been a huge part of that. Uh, getting great shots on goal. Power play has been sensational. Uh, Pavilski, Hints, Robertson, they've combined for 139 points in a combined 131 games. That's pretty remarkable for a trio. I think Dallas's offense shines through. I think it travels here, and, and as good as Fleury's playing, I think they'll get to him tonight. So a $10 bet on the Stars. I liked this much better an hour ago when it was minus 125. Now I'm paying 145 or 150. Mm-hmm. Vegas agrees, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit chalkier than I wanted. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, Dallas is the better team, home or away. I don't like them as much on the road, but I still think they're the better team. So 10 bucks on Dallas. All right. Uh, yeah, minus 150. I still think I still think there's maybe some marginal value there. Yeah, Dallas is going to win. I just think it might be a little tiny bit exposed. All right, that's all I'm betting on, but we'll talk about these other two games because Panthers betting on them. Well, Nashville at Carolina, um, you know, both teams lost four of their last five games. Uh, looking to secure a win today. Carolina, of course, coming off that very close loss to the Panthers on Wednesday. Uh, Predators, they've, they've just been kind of bad lately. They, they lost 4-1, uh, to one, I believe, to the Capitals on Tuesday. It's pretty embarrassing. Um, their offense has been 
decent enough, but it's been, you know, their goaltending that had kept them competitive throughout the season. If the goaltending's not there, they're losing games. Uh, Saros did not have his A game on Tuesday. He, he did not have a good game. Um, I do expect him to bounce back a little bit today. I don't think he's going to give up uh, four goals, that's for sure. Um, money seems to think so as well. I'm mm-hmm. looking at this. The, the money seems to be pounding the Predators with this big plus line. I, I have Carolina winning this game, just not by a lot. So I think the value is on Nashville if you're going to bet this one. I'm staying off of it completely, though. I think that's why all the money's on Nashville is because that's where the predator or where uh, where the um, value is. But the the reality is, I think Vegas thinks Carolina is going to win this game and they're going to make you pay a premium to bet them. I don't think that it's a 170 line, but Vegas is telling me if you want Carolina, that's what you're going to pay. So I I think Carolina wins this game at home. I'm putting ten bucks on the Hurricanes. Man, it's hard to. It's still it's too high. Carolina's too high. The minus one sixty five, minus one seven. It's even minus one eighty at some books. I do think they win, but I, in my mind, you either jump on the Predators, you just kind of stay off this game. It's too much. Last one up, Ben. Uh, we got one more game to talk about here, and that is Los Angeles Kings going to Vegas to play the Golden Knights. Um, Vegas, they dropped two in a row. Uh, they, they they need to bounce back. Uh, but this dangerous uh, L.A. team is, is not going to just roll over. Uh, in their previous two matchups, if you if you look, they played tw- twice uh, this season. It, the same theme. One, bo- They're both high-scoring games. I think uh, combined for eight in one and combined for nine in the other. And the other is that they were not close games. One was 6-2, one was 6-3. So in this one, I expect this to be a little bit of a tighter of a matchup. So if you just instantly say, oh, this is going over, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a little closer to the vest here. And especially if you look at Vegas recently, they've been struggling offensively. I have them winning the game, but same here. Nowhere near the implied probability to bet the Golden Knights here. Uh, So I think there's possibly some value on jumping on the Kings instead. But once again, I'm, I'm off this one. Yeah, I've been fading Vegas for a while. They're just It's just a team that's not playing very consistent hockey at any point this season. But again, like Max said, this is, should be a closer game. And just like the Nashville-Carolina uh, game, I feel like they're ba- Vegas is basically telling you you're going to pay a premium on the Golden Knights here. I don't think the Kings – I honestly don't think the Kings measure up offensively. The, it's the defense that's been killing the Golden Knights. I'm going to take another favor here uh, and lay 10 bucks on the Golden Knights. I do think the Golden Knights should win the game. But man, oh man, do I not like laying minus 165 on a team that should win the game when it's, it's plummeting. It was minus 182, now it's minus 165. Line's moving the wrong direction. Oof, not good. Ah, scary, scary stuff. But they should win. They should, Vegas yeah, yeah. should win the game. 56% of the time they should win. Well, <laughs> then you don't want to pay minus 165 for that. No, no, I don't. <laughs> 56% of the time it works 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> we got a few comments. Iceberg right. says, wow. That was in relation to the uh, Denver Bronco insider audio. Wow. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, bitch, leave me the fuck alone, in quotes, mm-hmm. <laughs> with a laughing face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, Iceberg says, I like the Florida money line. Yes. Oh, great. Nice. I like Dallas. 
All right. Hey, me and Iceberg agree. Like, what, what, what is he going to do when I'm not on the show next week? I mean, uh, is that a KOD? If Iceberg agrees with me and Max, is that a KOD? That might be. It might be. Maybe. I guess <laughs> someone's kissing it. We'll find death, out yeah. how bad Dallas loses <laughs> and then go from there. <laughs> right. I, Iceberg has another question here. What the fuck happened to the Rangers yesterday? Ah, yeah, I, t- I told you that was a uh, that was a suspect one. The money was hammering Detroit there. Uh, close one though. When it went, it went to the shootout, right? And uh, and Detroit yeah. ended up winning there. Um, but yeah, that's that seems suspect to me. It's like what, once I saw the money just killing Detroit yesterday, I was like, eh, I'm staying off that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where those chicken shit bets come into play, man. That would have been a great play. <laughs> Bet like a chicken shit. Bet like a go. chicken shit. All, All right. right. So we talked about Patrick Mahomes. We talked about Eric Bieniemy and the clusterfuck that is the Kansas City Chiefs. It'll be interesting to see a few years down the road when we all look back at this squandered opportunity of this Chiefs team. That's that's it's going to be really interesting to see what comes out of all this. But we talked about the NHL, of course, and we talked about being a chicken shit. Max, that's it. Chiefs dynasty, right? All right. It's kind of a squander dynasty. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a squander dynasty. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, hey, that is it. So download the Degens app for Android or iOS. Let us know anything about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute. No matter what you listen to, please highest rating. Comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home. This is going to be a chicken shit Panther parlay because it's going to be a it's only two teams we're only going to do two and it's going to be that vaunted kiss of death we're going to take the florida panthers and the dallas stars just put those two together because those other two games are a little bit too suspect for me and everybody else apparently uh so we'll put those two together that'll be the panther parlay then we're hanging out on facebook mostly on twitter give us a shout out call us out by name we'll holler right back but most importantly let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do tonight and the rest of the week and pretty much all hockey and NASCAR. Uh, but most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today, what's all said, done, kid. Make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.